Shortly after it was announced that the Buckeyes would play the Michigan State Spartans in prime time, there were numerous negative conversations surrounding the Buckeyes playing prime time games that late in the season. And I'm not here on this Feel Good Friday to put a negative twist on things, more of a positive twist on things, because the Buckeyes playing prime time games benefit them in the upcoming college football season. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is a Friday, May 26th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you. For making lots on Buckeyes, your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will discuss Ohio State players who could win national awards at the end of the season and a schedule conflict Thanksgiving weekend. But first, the Buckeyes are scheduled to play at least two primetime football games in the fall. The first will be September 23rd against no- the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That will be in South Bend, Indiana. And then the Buckeyes will host the Michigan State Spartans November 11th in the shoe. And this conversation about primetime games kind of got ramped up when it was announced that the Buckeyes and Spartans would play in primetime in November. Now, most of us have realized or have thought, wondered at some point, why don't the Buckeyes play night games in November. And it's been kind of one of those hush-hush rules or um, rules that it has been uh, unwritten that the Buckeyes, that Big Ten teams really don't play night games in November. It's one of the weird things, the odd things. Even in NCAA Football 14, if you want to change some rules at the conference, you can select if you want to play night games in November. Or if you don't want to, it's automatically defaulted to no night games in November. It's weird. It's an odd rule, but that's the way the Big Ten has been for so many years. When it comes to Ohio State in the upcoming season, does it benefit them? And I think there's uh, two clear ways. One is for players and one's for, well, one's all about the players. One's for individuals. One's for the team as a whole. Think about how things are done in college football. When it comes to the biggest poll, the main poll, the College football playoff committee compiles a poll second half of the season, probably week eight, week nine, that first thing, the first time that thing comes out. And what do you get? You get polls Tuesday night on ESPN. It's live. They update it. They unveil the rankings. And what do you get? A debate immediately. Well, one thing that aids teams is playing when everybody in the country is awake. I mean, Yes, granted, if you play a noon game, it's 9 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. So realistically, everyone's awake. But if I am someone that's a, a someone's on this committee, yeah, I need to be awake early if I'm on the West Coast. But am I going to be alert at 9 or am I going to be more alert at, say, 5 my time, 8 on the East Coast? You get the gist. The Buckeyes only being scheduled to play two primetime games right now is great. I do anticipate more. I don't know when. We kind of speculated. I think the Wisconsin game could be a night game. I think if Fox was willing to flex their biggest game from being a noon game to being a 7th or your 8 o'clock in the evening kickoff, you would have probably four or five games that the Buckeyes play would be in primetime. 
the Penn State game would be in prime time if Fox did not have and and make a mark with the big noon kickoff that they have done over the past few seasons. So as a team, it does help you because not just in the CFP, but the AP poll, everybody is able to see and watch you. More there are more people out there that will watch a game at 7.30, and you'll be more alert. Yes, it's a long college football Saturday, college football day, but it kind of hurts you in the eyes of those on the West Coast, which is why you look at last, last year's schedule. Buckeyes had one night game, actually three night games, Notre Dame, Toledo, Wisconsin. Just three, and that was in the first half of the of the season prior to the bye week, three night games. Now, there was a season a few years ago, and I forget exactly the year, 2016, 17 maybe, but I remember looking up, maybe it was 2019. I forget the exact year. I remember looking up, and all of a sudden I was like, okay, Nebraska's bad. Why are they in the evening? This school's bad. Why are they in the evening? Well, you got to fill space, and ESPN and ABC wanted to have Ohio State on their TV because it brings eyeballs. And I think if you want to influence the pollsters, playing later in the day helps you in that way. Now, also, when it comes to national awards, and this kind of was a thought that came into my head when I think when I was thinking about what Buckeye players could win national awards at the end of the season. If I'm Marvin Harrison Jr., or if I'm Kyle McCord, let's say Kyle, Kyle McCord pops off, or let's say I'm JT Tomaloa or I am Tommy Eichenberg, or Still Chambers, or I am Lathan Ransom. And I'm trying to win a national award for the position that I play. Maybe overall outstanding for everybody, but I'm trying to win a national award. The more exposure you get in the evening on the East Coast, especially because those on the West Coast will be awake and those that are voting will be uh, more tuned in, more excited, more hyped up, and more uh, ready to go for your game. That's going to help you too. Now, I will say this. I am not going to sit up here and say, if I'm a voter, like I'm not going to take account in earlier games and I'm not going to be fully aware. Being a voter of any of these awards, the Maxwell Award or the Walter Camp Award, the Davey O'Brien, the Belitnikoff, the Doak Walker, so on and so forth. Buddy, that's heavyweight. You have so much writing on your vote, and you need to know who are the best receivers, when are they playing, who are the opponents that they're playing, how good is that defense that that person is going up against that day, how have they performed over the past few weeks, and things like that. And it's going to help you win more national awards. I truly believe that. If you look at Ohio State a year ago, I think Stroud would have had to make some amazing, amazing play, an amazing game. Um, against Michigan, especially coming after the Northwestern game to win the Heisman. But if you look, now this is an aid of also the coast that he plays on. But if you look at Caleb Williams, when did Caleb Williams play all of his games Eastern time? The earliest game Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans played a year ago outside of the bowl game, the Cotton Bowl game against uh, Tulane was 6 p.m. Eastern. So literally the coast that Caleb Williams was, was on allowed him and helped him to be in front of more TV, more eyeballs, be on more television screens, and it helped him make a name for himself. Stanford was a 7.30 kickoff. Um, who else did you have? Oregon State, a 9.30 kickoff. Uh, Utah, 8 o'clock the first time. Arizona, a 6 o'clock. I'm um, trying to keep going. UCLA ranked 8 Eastern. Notre Dame, not ranked at the time, 7.30 Eastern. The, now, it's the 8 of the, of the coast, but also – 
Marvin Harrison Jr., if he's playing in more later games and more primetime games, I guarantee you he gets more buzz for the Heisman. Stroud, if he's in more primetime games, Stroud is already an amazing talent, amazing quarterback, but he gets more buzz for the Heisman. Primetime games help you with the pollsters, but also, buddy, they help you win national awards to get in front of more people, more eyeballs, more television screens, and create more buzz for you to win national awards at the end of the season. Speaking of national awards, there are numerous Buckeyes that are going to be in the conversation during the preseason of being able to win a national award at the end of the year. Who are some of those players? We'll discuss them next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. It's the time of year. Memorial Day weekend is here and upon us, and I am looking for ways to revamp my wardrobe. Put some fresh stuff in there. And our friends at Bird Dogs, they allow you to do just that. Their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great. And they're comfier than my other shorts and pants. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts, pants, or pants on the golf course to a meeting, a date, or hanging out with friends. And even pardon my take host, PFT, famously never wears pants. And the only shorts he truly loves are Bird Dogs. So go to birddogs.com. Slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order. Once again, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Buckeyes on YouTube. There will be some YouTube exclusive videos going out on the weekend. Trying to make it. We're going to make this thing a seven day a week show Five podcasts coming out in the week, Monday through Friday. Not having one coming out on Memorial Day. Going to enjoy the holiday with our people. But also, YouTube Shorts. They're fun, they're short, and they're great for our attention spans. YouTube Shorts will be there trying to get things going seven days a week for your enjoyment right here on the Lockdown Buckeyes podcast, which is a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. So national awards are one thing that in the preseason, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of preseason hype surrounding some players. Imagine if C.J. Stroud decided to return to Ohio State, or not return, stay at Ohio State. The whole return stay thing, I don't know why this is coming out right now. The whole return to school thing when a player has not left school, but he's announced that he's going to stay in school and play another year at the school he was already at. It's like, how are you going to return to a place when you never left? Just a thought that came into my head. I don't know why this just came out right now, but here we are. If C.J. Stroud decided to stay at Ohio State instead of go to the NFL, he would be someone that would get all the preseason buzz and hype surrounding the Heisman Trophy conversation. 
Remember Sam at the end of last season, Marvin Harrison Jr. should be in the Heisman Trophy conversation at that point in time. And I truly believe that. At the same time, won his position, but also he was a one-year starter. And so I think that kind of knocked him. But going into the season, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. will get buzzed for the Bolitnikoff, the best re- the award that goes to the best receiver in the country. So there are a few Buckeyes that I have that can actually win postseason awards that are realistic right now. Not them saying taking massive steps up or just playing more consistent. Just things that I have seen. I said, hey, you can win that award based off of the, the way that we have seen you play um, college football so far during your career. One of the easy ones is Marvin Harrison Jr. I just mentioned him earlier. I want to mention him again. Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, there is college football is weird. I like the awards. There's a lot of them. You have the most famous, the Heisman Trophy, Heisman Memorial Trophy, the official name of it. And I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could be up for, um, he's going to have to go off. I mean, smooth off, just like Devonta Smith 2020 going off in that way to win this award, which he can do. But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. can be up for and can win the Heisman, the Maxwell, which goes to the uh, Player of the Year Award, the Most Outstanding Player, the Walter Camp Award, which goes to the Player of the Year. I even think if he could win the Blitnikoff. I think if he wins the Walter Camp, he's a shoe-in for the Blitnikoff, and the Blitnikoff goes to the best receiver in college football. Why do I think that? Because he's that good, buddy. He is that good. Have you watched Marvin Harrison Jr. play the football? Have you seen what that young man does when he's on the football field? Have you realized that he possesses talents that aren't normal for the human that plays football, no matter if it's college or the National Football League? This young man is not normal. And if he has a season like he did a year ago, if he plays better, if he progresses, and if he catches all the balls from his high school quarterback who could be potentially his college quarterback in the upcoming season, we're looking at a guy in Marvin Harrison Jr. that can win multiple postseason awards at the national level. Add in, if he does that, he's winning Big Ten awards as well. Why? Because he's that good. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be out here stunting like his daddy, Marvin Harrison Sr., on his way to winning numerous awards at the end of the season. And when I think about numerous awards, that could be one. Not just the Maxwell, the Heisman, the Walter Camp, Bolitnikoff. That's a lot for one person at, during one, one ceremony. But also, there is a quarterback that if this guy plays like Ohio State quarterbacks do under Ryan Day. I'm not even saying pop off 5,000 passing yards. I am just saying the starting quarterbacks under Ryan Day, JT Barrett, phenomenal 2017. Dwayne Haskins, outstanding 2018. Justin Fields, tremendous 2019-2020. C.J. Stroud, really good, really good elite quarterback, 2021-2022. If that same path and track record sustains and it keeps going on and on and on, we can see a quarterback in common accord that could win the Davey O'Brien Award, which goes to, which is a quarterback of the year award at the end of the season. Keep in mind, I'm going to give you some names of the guys that won the award over the past three years. Mac Jones in 2020. There's a debate. Fields or Jones, who had a better year in 2020. Bryce Young in 2021. 2022 was Max Duggan. 
And I think Max Max Duggan was a new kid on the block. You could realistically say Caleb Williams or C.J. Stroud had a better overall season playing the quarterback position, not overall team success, playing the quarterback position than Max Duggan did. I think there's a conversation to be made, but Max Duggan, TCU, made the way to the natty and all those things, didn't win the conference. I don't believe they won the conference. You, you you kind of understand where we're getting at here. Things are crazy, man. It's crazy. The, the, the college football awards are insane. But another one that could be won, and you're probably going to, what about Doak Walker? What about Toy Malowa? What about Ransom? I think realistically, you could get a, a guy on defense, and I was kind of holding back on this one. I, I, I did not want to come out and immediately say this right away. But the Dick Buckus Award could be won by Tommy Eichenberg. I think he's a preseason favorite to be an All-American linebacker, first-teamer. I think still Chambers is all is, can be can be an All-American um, linebacker as well. But I think the, the preseason buzz is going to be all around Tommy Eichenberg. Don't sleep on steel, though. I said it earlier, and I can't wait to get my guy Ryan Roberts back on the show to get a little summer scouting session done with him here discussing Chambers and Eichenberg and what they could be as pros, what they need to work on to raise their draft stock. It's, it wouldn't be shocking if numerous scouts around the NFL were saying, if Steel Chambers keeps progressing like he is, he could be the higher draft pick over Tommy Eichenberg. Like, I think it's a legitimate conversation to be made surrounding those two guys. I think Steel Chambers' athleticism and his ranginess and just getting his feet more planted playing linebacker in college football. I think NFL people might say, well, Tommy Eichenberg, is he going to be quick enough? Is he, able, is he going to be able to cover um, backers and um, tight ends and things like that? Is he going to be able to transition smoothly to the next level? And if Steel Chambers keeps progressing and developing like he is, I would not be shocked if the conversation was at the end of the season, Steel Chambers get drafted higher than Tommy Eichenberg. Both really, really good, but the higher upside might be with Steel Chambers, not Tommy Eichenberg. But Steel Chambers, excuse me, Tommy Eichenberg could win that award as well. Last but not least, the Home Depot Coach of the Year Award. Is it time for Ryan Day to win this? And I'm I'm kidding kind of a sense that with all the questions we have preseason, if things start to click week four, week five, we could be in the midst of a special season. I'm not saying national championship right now. Now, Miss say that's the only way to have a special season. But this season could be special. And I'm not ready to put uh, all the way Natty for the Buckeyes. I'm not ready to do that. And I don't even know if I'll do that in, in the preseason leading into the kickoff of the 2023 campaign for the Buckeyes. But ultimately, I do believe, though, Ryan Day's been – I don't know if you could hear that. I'm knocking on wood, literally knocking on wood here um, at home. But Ryan Day's been knocking on the door to win the national championship. I mean, the Coach of the Year award. Maybe it takes him uh, running the table, getting into the national championship game again to win the award. I don't know, but – this could be the year Ryan Day wins this award for the very first time. Coming up next, there's a schedule conflict Thanksgiving weekend. What kind of conflict is it? We'll discuss it next on Lockdown Buckeyes. So this is something that I didn't realize was happening 
when it was announced that the Buckeyes and the Wolverines would play on Fox, big noon, 12 noon Eastern, which was expected. That's expected every single year, unless Fox says, well, we can flex again at 3.30 based on how the teams are playing. But since Big Noon is their baby, they're going to say, no, Big Noon, announce it now, hype it up now, make more money for us now, let's get that thing done now. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But once I saw that, I was like, basketball. There's a basketball tournament. The Buckeyes and Chris Holman play in numerous holiday tournaments, um, Thanksgiving week or the following time after. Just what Chris Holman has done, he did it at Butler, does it now. He, he believes it better prepares your team for the postseason, ultimately. I wonder, does it truly help your team for the postseason? Because I do think, and I wonder, part of me thinks it does not. So, I, I don't know. Chris Holtman's teams have never done good in the postseason in Columbus. So, maybe revamp that schedule, revamp it a little bit, and uh, try to make things easier in the beginning or do something. I don't know. Maybe maybe only play maybe play a Gonzaga schedule. You only play the best of the best of the best in the preseason before you get into league play. And it helps you in that way kind of get better quicker at the beginning of the season. But got to get off that high horse. Thanksgiving weekend, the Buckeyes, of course, are going to play um, the Wolverines on the 25th. The basketball team is going to be at a tournament. I believe, I believe it's the Emerald Tournament. Don't I forget the exact name of it. But there's a game that they have on Friday. If they lose that game Friday, you could be looking at a Buckeye basketball game being played Literally starting literally at the conclusion of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Now, if they win that game Friday, their game on Saturday will be on uh, – be tip, will tip off at 7 o'clock. So the conflict – I do believe this is only the fifth time the Buckeyes um, basketball team is playing a game on the same day as the game against the Michigan Wolverines. It just doesn't seem smart. I'm not – I you also – Want to schedule these type of tournaments? I believe Oregon's going to be in it. Um, I believe it was a San, San Bernardino is going to be in it. Alabama's going to be in it. So you're having three schools that could re realistically win their conference playing foot football conference that weekend. So not only do you have the game Ohio State versus Michigan, you have I believe it is the is it the Civil War or do we, can we not call that that game anymore? I don't know. I don't live on the West Coast. Uh, but you have Oregon, Oregon State. I want to believe it was once called the Civil War. They may have changed that that weekend as well. So the Duck fans, if you if they do double duty in Buckeye and Duck football and basketball, we, we'll be doing that that weekend. But then also you have literally the Iron Bowl is the same thing. But if I'm Alabama, the Iron Bowls played. <laughs> if Alabama plays that early game, it's going to be the same time as the Iron Bowl. So I understand basketball's one thing, football's one, two different things, but I hope for the future, I hope, this is my hope, and I think it's yours as well. You might not care about Buckeye basketball, but you know you might watch a little tournament every now and then in the preseason because I, I say preseason. It's not preseason before the season starts, just preseason before Big Ten games start. You might tap in because, oh, Nate Oates, Alabama, name might ring a bell. Alabama basketball coming up a little bit. You might want to tune in. Oregon, Phil Knight, Nike, you might want to tune in. And so it's not the best thing for Ohio State to do this, the basketball team to do this. It's an understood thing. Buckeyes, Wolverines, Thanksgiving weekend, 12 noon, whatever the channel is, that's an understood thing. 
college football fans around the country know when Ohio State and Michigan are going to play every year because it it rarely changes. For the future, try your best, basketball schedule makers, to not make this happen. Now, you sign up for the for the tournament, and you may sign up two or three years out, and all of a sudden you're like, ooh, so you're not going to play at the middle of the week. You're going to play at the end of the week, and it's when the Buckeyes play the Wolverines, and we generally try to watch our team and rep them, but we got to prepare for a game. So some of those th- some of these things are, are literally outside of the school's control, and I do believe if you pull out of a tournament, there may be a financial penalty. So I understand it, but in the future, the hope and the goal Never play a Buckeye basketball game on the same day as Ohio State, Michigan. It's better for the basketball game because if you want viewers, if you want people to watch you, the eyes of not just a college college sports sports fan or college basketball fan, eyes of the college sports fan as a whole that day are centered on college football. I mean, Thanksgiving weekend is full of rivalry games, so why do it? Doesn't make sense. It's a conflict. I'll be playing double duty. <laughs> Trying to, trying to get out of a live post-game show to watching the Buckeye basketball game shortly after that. I mean, I'll be I'll be doing it, um, but this might be the one time where like, if it was not job-oriented, probably wouldn't really be watching that because there's going to be a lot of good football being played that day. Guys, out of here on a Friday, a feel-good Friday. Pools open up. It's a holiday weekend, three-day weekend for numerous people. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the sunshine. We've been waiting for this weekend, and it's finally here. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked on Book, guys. Your first listen every single day. Now make sure to go check out Locked on Sports Today or Locked on Browns or another show that's across the lineup. A podcast at the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On po- Locked On Buckeyes is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for Locked On Buckeyes here on a Feel Good Friday. I am Jay Stevens. I'll see you next time.